From 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And here's your host, WUWM Content Manager, Ellie Ellis. Hi, thank you for joining us today for the UWM Chancellor's Report. Summer seems like a time when things slow down on college campuses, but a lot happens over the summer to prepare for the new school year. Today, we'll catch up on what's been going on. I'm here today with Chancellor Mark Moni. Hi, Mark. Hey, Ellie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great. Thanks. Good to be here. Good, good. Um, You talked a bit last month about what happens in the summer with UWM sports. Can you talk now about some of the other things that happened this summer? Well, we're actually uh, really quite busy on the construction side. We've got a new chemistry building going on, uh, going in. Uh, that'll be open in uh, basically early 2024, but it's a major, major project for our campus. We're renovating our student union building, which is going to, to really bring us up to speed for one of the busiest buildings in the state of the University of Wisconsin system. We have mm-hmm. over 20,000 visitors in that building every day. That's campus, wow. community members. It's really, really a busy building. And uh, so it's getting a renovation. It's not getting uh, a replacement, uh, but it's really shut down uh, for, for the better part of this year and will open early next year. And then uh, we're building our class, of course. We're, we're uh, looking at the next uh, entering class. So working on enrollments, that's always a busy, busy uh, activity in the summer. A lot of people, we've had a series, we've had 19 different new student orientations. Uh, so you can imagine with 3,000 uh, students and a couple thousand family members. That's a lot of traffic. And then uh, the other thing we've done is we've hosted our Board of Regents annual meeting uh, in Milwaukee in early June. And that was uh, very exciting. A lot of work. Uh, happy to talk about that if you're interested further in that. But that's that's uh, just kind of a snapshot of a lot of the things that are going on that really belie the fact that summer is anything but quiet time on our campus here in the summer. And when does the fall semester start? We start uh, right after Labor Day in uh, early September. So uh, we get back up to speed. Uh, faculty and staff are, are uh, basically there's a lot of staff that work on annual appointments. And then there's a lot of faculty who are on nine-month appointments, though they work in the summer on the research, teaching preparation and things like that. But they officially start on August 22nd. Great, great. Now, you talked about the Board of Regents being on campus, and I was wondering if before we talk about that meeting, could you just give our listeners a little bit of a glimpse into what the Board of, Reg- into what the Board of Regents is and what they do? Great question. We have, across the UW system, a governing board that oversees, um, uh, develops policies, makes sure that we're consistent in uh, uh, delivering what the legislature requires uh, and operates to develop campus uh, policies, budget matters, uh, direction, strategic uh, activities. So the system uh, is based in Madison. We have 13 four-year campuses, and we have uh, uh, also, as part of all the campuses now, they're married up, uh, 13 two-year campuses, and the Board of Regents uh, provides oversight for all of that work. And when did they meet? They met um, on June 9th and 10th here in, I'm sorry, June 8th and 9th here in Milwaukee. It was a Thursday and Friday, and they generally meet about 10 times a year, and they rotate those meetings, uh, but Madison and Milwaukee have annual meetings. And then otherwise, if you're one of the other campuses across the system, you have, you host the regents generally every four or five years. Um, So we're very fortunate to be able to host them uh, here in beautiful Milwaukee. Uh, We put on quite a show. And why is it important, do you think, that they come here and be on our campus? 
I think it's important for several reasons. First, I want them to see what happens on our campus because Milwaukee is unique. We're the only campus that has the research one, the top top uh, research status. So that means there's a lot of partnerships, a very high quality faculty, very important things that are happening in terms of knowledge creation and dissemination. So I'm able to actually show them and talk about what's going on at Bradford Beach as a result of Professor Sandra McClellan's research that's brought that beach back so everybody can do it. We can talk about partnerships in healthcare and uh, the results and, and have people talk about what, what our healthcare delivery uh, systems have, have done for them. We can have CEOs from leading companies come on campus and interact with the region. So I like it for that reason. I also like them to see the physical uh, facilities. Keep in mind, um, as I mentioned, whether it's the chemistry building coming up or the dilapidated state of our current engineering facilities that we need to <laughs> have further renovation in the future for some of these facilities. So actually having them here on campus is really great. And the other thing is more subliminal. If uh, individuals have a great time in Milwaukee, they're much more likely to support us, much more likely to find uh, arguments to see, you know, with that knowledge, why it's so important to recognize that as Milwaukee goes, so goes the state. And, and really, as UW-Milwaukee goes, so goes the city. So there's that reciprocity and trying to, to reinforce that. Otherwise, out of sight, out of mind. So you gave a presentation to them. Uh, what, do you, what were the highlights? Well, I think the key theme is um, that we're incredibly vital because we have such scale. How many other campuses in the state of Wisconsin have 5,300 students that graduate every year? I'm not talking about attending. We have 24,000 students that attend across our three campuses in Waukesha County. I'm sorry, Waukesha, Washington County, and Milwaukee, over 24,000 students. But over, over the last decade, we've put over 53,000 individuals into the community and we're the most diverse four-year campus in the state of Wisconsin. So when you ask about the importance, it's really easy to, 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 to recognize um, at scale, we're meeting what employers need. We're also meeting what uh, citizens need in the state of Wisconsin at a scale that very few other campuses can achieve. And we're doing it right here. So that's point number one, the vitality of UW-Milwaukee to this state. Um, I also am able to talk quite clearly about the partnerships and in particular, the types of things that we're doing to really stress and strengthen um, areas that, that frankly need it. So, for example, the Milwaukee Anchor Collaborative. This is a partnership with the uh, higher, um, basically it's the, the medical uh, organizations, the top five leading medical whether it's the Medical College of Wisconsin, Ascension, Children's Hospital, Freighter, uh, or Advocate Aurora, working together with Marquette and UWM to increase the procurement or the spending that happens in eight zip codes in the Milwaukee County area and the hiring in those areas. So this has got a lot of diversity, um, intentionality, just like the Metro Milwaukee Association of Commerce has a big focus right now on becoming a region of choice because we're leaving a lot of individuals behind, a lot of marginalized populations. So we're part of that and we're also the, the provider of the talent for that. Um, so then I talk about what we're doing in terms of our student success initiatives to help provide a stronger talent pipeline, the moonshot for equity, where we wanna close that equity gap. We, we have across this country significant gaps in terms of who graduates from colleges at different levels. So that's something that we have a lot of programs that we're able to showcase and have different individuals. We had eight presentations over the course of, of uh, those two days. We hosted several receptions and um, showcased some of the great work of the Peck School of the Arts 
Um, so there's a lot of, lot of uh, activity happening in those two days. It sounds like it was a great meeting. It was a so great meeting. I'd, good. Excellent. Um, so I'd like to move on to, uh, we got the results of an annual New America survey on higher education, and it shows public support for higher education is wobbling and varies often dramatically by political affiliation. And I was wondering, uh, what do you think about that? Well, it is, um, frankly, some of the numbers and, and uh, some of the, the results there are, are pretty astonishing in terms of how quickly perceptions have, have uh, changed. And you use the word wobbling. Uh, that's that's uh, absolutely true. Um, you know, you have individuals today, uh, two-thirds of, of the survey respondents agree that you only need a high school degree to get a well-paying, stable job. And wow, that's, that's you know, completely at odds with the reality that individuals uh, with college degrees earn over a million dollars more than their counterparts with only high school degrees uh, over the course of a career. So that's, that's pretty astonishing. It really tells me we've got to do a better job in higher education to show the centrality of degrees to careers and then show also the earning differential and um, how more than just a high school degree being able to provide a job today, those jobs are going to change in high school degrees. If we either go into a recession or in the future, we inevitably will have the, the economic uh, ups and downs. College degrees really help with um, uh, future jobs and, and the learning and critical skills, the uh, communication capabilities that make one more pliable, much more resilient when it comes to having a career that, that's family sustaining, that, that really is what, what we need to have. I also think, you know, as, as I look at some of the, the survey results, they're not very reflective. If we just take a crosscut of how people think right now, they're not very reflective of the types of economy that we want to build here in Wisconsin around smart jobs, around uh, technology-driven opportunities, as we see in Seattle, as we see in Austin, Texas, or Boston. Um, you know, if we want to look at just, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, only jobs that don't require higher degrees of education, you're ignoring the fact that the economy is getting smarter. We need to have technology-driven applications to really move this region forward. We're going to fall behind, and we've seen that in Wisconsin. We've seen a population decline. We've seen a number of different things where where we just haven't had some of the, the same growth opportunities. We haven't made some of those investments that we need in particularly higher education to enable that faster-growing uh, economy that we have to think about the, the rebound beyond just coming out of the pandemic. What are the jobs and industries of the future? What do we want healthcare to look like? What do we want manufacturing to look like? What do we want ag, tourism, other things? You know, how can we, how can we uh, benefit from having uh, smarter uh, applications to those types of jobs? 55% of Americans, that's just over half, believe that colleges and universities are leading America in a positive direction. Now, that's a 14% uh, percentage point drop since 2020. Uh, how do you feel about that? What do we do about that? Well, that's a great point. I think why we've seen such a sharp decline in those numbers about um, you know, the, the positive direction of higher ed has a lot to do with um, the cost of education and um, also the, the fact that not all college degrees have always been focused on career applications. And today there's much more of an instrumentality. People want their degrees faster. They want less debt and they want more job relevance. In that context, UWM is really well situated. And so that survey is of universities, campuses na nationwide. I'm really proud of how 
we have such a high percentage of individuals who go from UWM into the workplace. 80% of our over 200,000 alumni are working in occupations here today. We've put together multiple multiple um, uh, data sets that show that um, we have, if you look at the four top areas for jobs in terms of the fastest growth and the highest job demand, um, they're in healthcare, they're in manufacturing and in the business side of things, they're in uh, engineering, computer science related fields. 80% of our graduates go into those fields and it's just remarkable um, how they stay here in Wisconsin. So we've got to do a better job talking about that result. We've got to do a better job recognizing that, boy, if we can get more people into college and through college in particular, we're going to have uh, an amazingly robust economy. We're going to have a lot fewer people who, who, who basically have, have um, you know, the stability that we want everybody to have, which is around home ownership and, and health care and, and access to high quality food and, and, and recreation and leisure and enjoy those things. We unfortunately in a lot of urban populations in this country have, have haves and have nots or two cities, uh, one that's robust and healthy and the other one uh, where you basically have a lot of uh, challenges, a lot of blight, a lot of, 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 of you know, basically um, unfortunate uh, outcomes where we just don't have some of those great opportunities that, that many, many uh, individuals with education do have. So with the exception of public community colleges, less than half of the people that responded to this New America survey agree that higher ed sectors are underfunded. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I disagree. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm biased. <laughs> maybe I'm biased. I, I, I do think the, the uh, funding model, uh, as we've seen across the country, as higher education gets put behind, uh, whether it's Medicaid transportation, corrections, K-12, and other categories that oftentimes are obligatory at the state level. As long as we're discretionary, when you look at higher education discretionary, what's happened nationally is that we have become much more like private universities. Over 50% of our operating budget used to come from the state. Today, it's about 17 or 18%. And um, that's that's particularly challenging. Um, and, and what's happened as a result is the tuition burden has increased on families and mm. students. And you've seen that nationally, and that's what's driven the student debt. So ironically, we're, we're, we're punished uh, for costing more when, in fact, what used to be a public good is today much more uh, 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 you know, difficult. So, so I think that's in part also what drives a lot of the, the concern about uh, higher education. And uh, if you go back to your earlier finding, when we talk about 64% believe that you can just have a high school degree to have a stable job with, with decent income, that, that's why you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to see the, the need for a larger, individ, larger amount of funding to go to higher education. But I stand back and I say, how many of us have relied upon teachers? How many of us have needed nurses? How much how much of our economy is dependent on computer scientists or engineers or others to build buildings, freeways, highways, the skyscrapers in which we, we see uh, communities, you know, having. And you think about that's where degreed individuals come in. Not everybody has to have a degree. I've never uh, advocate that. Uh, I think there's incredible opportunities for two-year degrees and certificates. Um, but we need a higher percentage of our population to have four-year degrees for us to remain competitive for our uh, economy to grow and for us to have the vibrancy that Wisconsin has long been known for. If you look at surrounding states and the investments that they're making, 
Minnesota, Ohio, uh, other states that have really invested significantly more. Uh, they're seeing urban centers thrive. They're seeing their economies grow. Um, and, and again, those are Midwestern examples. And I cited earlier uh, the types of situations where we see um, in Southern Florida today, if you look at the companies, the tech companies, over 25 major leading tech companies are flocking to Southern Florida because of the highly educated, talented workforce that's there. Um, if you look at um, what happens around Boston, Austin, Texas, go abroad, go to Berlin, Germany, go to some other thriving cities, Stockholm. It's about that 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 talented, uh, research-oriented university and the workforce that, that really helps propel that kind of growth. And um, we need and want that. That's That's really important to our future. Excellent. Thank you. You're listening to the UWM Chancellor's Report here on 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. I'm Ellie Ellis. I'm here with Chancellor Mark Money. Um, Mark, there is an established tradition at UWM that the Chancellor delivers a State of the University address each fall semester at the beginning. Would you give us a preview? I'd be happy to. We are going to uh, have, have uh, uh, several themes that are going to come through, uh, but perhaps one of the most uh, important and central is what we've been talking about for the last few minutes. Uh, just really how UWM uh, is is so central to this region, state, and country. Um, you know, we talk a lot about talent, and we think about it being here. But you know, a couple of examples of talent that goes abroad or or elsewhere. We had one of the first admirals in the U.S. Navy who was a female mm. um, who who sailed the seas as a fleet surgeon. And, um, you know, she's pretty, pretty uh, remarkable alum. So she didn't stay in Milwaukee to sail those seas. Uh, I think about Satya Nadella, who's running Microsoft. Um, great alum. He's not, he's not uh, staying here in Milwaukee to do that. He's running, running that out of Redmond, Washington. I think about a Willem Dafoe. Um, you know, he's making movies all over the world. And those are, those are the incredible things. So my themes are going to be an incredible acknowledgement and thanks to our faculty and staff. It's going to be to talk about the vitality um, I'm also going to talk about, you know, some of the obvious fall uh, situation. You know, how are we going to address COVID? How are we going to um, uh, look at at um, uh, it, the enrollment numbers? What are we going to do in terms of uh, some of the some of the, the activities that that happen in the fall around safety, given some of the the unfortunate uh, uh, public violence that we've seen uh, in terms of some of these mass shootings? How we're really ramping up in those areas. Then I'm going to deal with some of the larger turbulence, uh, the types of issues that you've discussed in the in, in terms of you know the, the enrollment trends we're seeing across the country. Do you know the private institutions across the state of Wisconsin last year had enrollment declines of nine percent? Well, nationally we're down about three percent for for public education. But what's going on there? You know, part of it is demographic. There's just fewer. I say we're running out of teenagers from time to time. We're mm. you know, there's fewer fewer teenagers. That's part of it. Uh, but how are we doing in Wisconsin with regard to having a higher percentage from high school who go to college? What are we doing specifically at UWM? So it really is going to be in my plenary uh, talking about some of the turbulence and then what can we do about it and how it's on us, all of us, every single employee, everybody who cares in the community about these issues and the importance of supporting UWM and uh, how we give back and how we engage and make make a great difference, whether it's the Peck School of the Arts that really enriches our community with hundreds of shows, movies, theater uh, types of activities, uh, live performances, um, the, the ballet and, and, and numerous, numerous other activities, not exactly ballet, but the different dance uh, programs that we have, uh, a lot of 
a lot of activity there or the business partnerships, the Lubar College, engineering applications, so many things in, in terms of our college's letters and science to, to create um, a lot of great thinkers, a lot of great writers, a great communicators, team builders, um, a lot of critical skills and competencies. So we need to be proud. We need to, to uh, uh, broadcast our message and get the word out even more. Excellent. Uh, I was wondering, what are some of the coolest things you did this month? This is my first chancellor's uh, report with you. My understanding is people really love to hear those things. I would like to hear what you've been up to. Well, I I enjoy life uh, when I can. I have to tell you, I enjoy the heck out of uh, summers in Milwaukee. There's nothing much better. Mm -hmm. And so I've been very fortunate and I give myself a little pat on the back, kind of smart for sticking around a lot this summer. I've been doing some great bike rides at at a wonderful July uh, on the bike ride front, was able to participate in the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Scenic Shore Ride, where we ride from here up to Manitowoc, and we raised collectively, uh, a group of about 800 of us raised a million and a half dollars for cancer research. That's really, really a highlight for me of the summer, frankly. Uh, been able to enjoy some outdoor cooking. Uh, uh, after about 20 plus years, my barbecue gave up the ghost last year, so I, I, I did get a new barbecue, been doing some grilling, uh, look at uh, some some wonderful uh, foods. My my uh, kids are both vegetarian. In fact, my son's a vegan, so I've been doing a lot of experimenting uh, on on that front and eating less less meat, but uh, enjoying that and uh, reading some great books. Uh, and and uh, unfortunately, haven't been able to get out to see some some of those new movies. But some books that include um, last the last couple of weeks, I've been on the H. G. Wells thing, Island of Doctor Moreau. I'm reading right now, The Time Machine. Before that, I read Pachinko. Um, and, and, uh, the echo maker, those are, those are uh, some of the, the, the good books that are out there. So a lot of which, fun this summer. Sorry to interrupt. I was just wondering which one was your favorite. You know, of the books that I've read recently, probably Pachinko. It's, okay. it's a fascinating multi-generational story about, um, uh, South Korean, North Korean, really, really some Korean individuals and, and what happened over time with Japan's influence and in that whole region from, late 1800s through uh, maybe the 1940s-ish uh, type type period. Pretty cool book. Excellent. And uh, are you watching anything cool? You know, we just finished Severance. Uh, that was kind of mind-bending, kind of interesting. Yeah. Have you watched that? I have. I haven't seen the finale, though, so don't tell me how it ends. No, it's something that, that uh, we were actually, this is what's cool about having kids. My my daughter actually exposed us to that. So that's kind of neat mm-hmm. to, to have kids who, who uh, uh, enlighten us in, in different ways. Uh, Miss Maisel is, is kind of neat uh, and, and fun. Um, Better Call Saul is the spinoff, of course, the prequel to Breaking Bad, which I enjoyed an awful lot. So we're trying to keep up with that. So those are some of the, the things that we're uh, watching as we have time for that. Uh, now, some of the uh, more business-oriented things that you've been able to do this summer, uh, you participated in the Waukesha Mayor's Breakfast Panel? I wasn't able to do that, unfortunately, because of a close close uh, exposure on the COVID front. That, that's oh. one that, that didn't, didn't uh, actually materialize, uh, but I was all ready for it. Uh, unfortunately, the night before, had to pull the plug. And that's uh. just an example of the reality that we're living with, isn't it? Yeah, that's a shame. It is. Yeah. Well, well, how about strategic planning with the UWM system chancellors? We're working all the time on that. And I'm, I'm really uh, pleased to see how engaged this new system president, Jay Rothman, 
has been with all the chancellors. That's something that he's taking quite seriously. Uh, we're engaged and we've been spending about every other week anywhere from a half day to a full day on that with the chancellors. And that's a uh, uh, something that, that uh, we'll be sharing with governance. We'll be uh, getting a lot of additional ideas based on the framework that we've been having discussions around this summer. As you know, strategic planning is a pretty long and, and, and engaging process. So there'll be a lot of opportunities uh, through the fall for this to be heard by those regions that we talked about earlier for campuses to have some input and, and really try to uh, provide direction. Uh, but it does represent a lot of the work that's happening on our campuses. So that's that's been a big undertaking. And um, I hope to have President Rothman on a future show with you for us to be great. able to talk more about that plan. Great, great. Um, how about the lieutenant governor debates on the Milwaukee campus? That happened in July. That did. That was great. And it's wonderful for us to be a place uh, for us to see democracy in action. And I think that's really important for a campus like UWM to be smack dab in the middle of what is happening. And that's, of course, uh, quite a quite a uh, event uh, coming up where we've got we've got, you know, obviously a, an election year um, that that is important for the state in terms of the governor's race, the lieutenant governors. We've got a lot of seats in the legislature. Uh, so some people say, oh, you know, what happens with these with these, uh, you know, elections? They're, they're, you know, not not the presidential year. They're not so important. This is a very, very important race for this state in huge ways. And do you, I'm just wondering, how does something like the lieutenant governor debate end up on the Milwaukee campus? Do they come to you? Do we request it of them? How does that happen? It can happen both ways. Um, And there's different debate locations. In the past, we've had different partnerships with whether it's a WTMJ or WWM or other other programs that come together, oftentimes in the media broadcast world uh, that have these ideas. And and at the same time, sometimes we'll reach out to them directly uh, through a partnership. So it can happen any number of different ways. We're happy to do them. Um, There is a cost. There is time. um, There's facilities. You know, sometimes you have to bump other events out, uh, but we're always happy to have them. And... um, you know, our view on this campus is we have speakers from the left. We have speakers from the right. We have candidates from the left and candidates from the right. We've had in the past um, protests for having, whether it's a debate or having individuals, and we will continue to be an op- a place for where all voices are heard. We want to continue to recognize not just uh, freedom of expression and free speech and the First Amendment, but really the campus is a marketplace for ideas. And if you can't have civil discourse, if you can't have dialogue uh, with which we disagree, if you can't have that on a campus environment, where can we have that in society? So we have to continue to uphold that. And that's something that's a really important value to me. And uh, it's controversial at times. We've had individuals in that people just vehemently disagree with, um, but that's something we've got to continue to to promote and, and advance. So that's something that, that uh, I look forward to being a critical part of our democracy going forward to, to have that continue on the UW-Milwaukee campuses. And where on campus did that happen? That was in our Zalazo Hall. Um, so that's in really our marquee showcase uh, for performing arts. And we can make that room look a lot of different ways. And, and uh, it, it can house a lot of different individuals uh, in different locations. But for that one, it was primarily for the television audience. Uh, given the number of candidates that we have right now for that. I believe there's eight Republicans and two Democrats uh, that were involved with with, uh, that particular set of debates. 
Great. Well, thank you so much uh, for talking with me today. Uh, I've been here with Chancellor UWM Chancellor Mark Money. Uh, my name is Ellie Ellis, and we appreciate you listening to the UWM Chancellor's Report here on 89.7 WUWM Milwaukee's NPR. You've been listening to the Chancellor's Report featuring Mark Money, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu slash chancellor.